Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Helen. And I'm Janet. Hello, ABGs and ABBs! Can you believe we are already halfway through the year? Since we are halfway through the year, for today's episode, we thought a mid-year check-in would be appropriate and also a fun and reflective exercise. Yes, what did we envision going into this year? Is it shaping up as we hoped? What's next? These are just some of the questions we'll be asking ourselves and each other as we look at what has been and our hopes for what will be. By exercising our intention and realigning our actions, we're actively taking the driver's seat in our lives, or at least trying to. Yes. Okay, so let's start this episode on a positive note. What are three things that you've been grateful for this year? Okay, three things. I would have to say number one has really been my parents. I've spent a lot of time with them in this beginning of this year. Uh, Number two would have to be meditation. Uh, continues to be, I feel like, a huge anchor for me. And number three would be you ladies, and that's ABG, but then also, um, I guess, all of the listeners out there. I think you guys have played such a pivotal role in my life right now. (laughs) So how about you, Mel? Uh, My three things are a little bit more selfish. (laughs) Um, I will say my first thing I'm grateful for is finding a physical activity I can turn to and actually feel like I'm taking care of my physical body. I'm sure you all know now, but I'm doing Orange Theory and I've been pretty, I haven't really consistent lately, but I I have a membership and I've been going. So I'm, I'm doing that. Um, The second thing I'm grateful for is my recent trip to Costa Rica. Um, I just feel very like I accomplished a sense of exploration, happiness, fulfillment, and a personal growth after coming back. And I felt very like, I felt good. And I'll talk, I'll talk more about it later. Lastly, it's kind of hard to answer this question because there's a lot of things I can pull, but I will say I do feel this overall feeling of content with my life. So Mm. last year I feel like I was, you know, very a little lost and in transition. I think that feeling of transition is not as strong anymore. And I'm settling into where I am right now. Like, for example, 
like my home. I really wanted to move out last year, but I think with the start of the year, I just felt this comfort with my townhouse and this cadence with my housemates that I really like. And I don't, I also don't feel the sensation of like comparing my milestones to anyone else's. Like, I'll be real. Like I have been on Zillow looking at housing and be like, how much is a house right now? Just wondering. But I think it'd be, it's, a lot of my friends are buying houses and I feel like if I were in the wrong headspace I would compare myself easily like oh I should buy a house like I why I'm not why I'm not where they are and things like that but I just feel overall really content oh that makes me so happy to hear yay how about you Helen I feel like I have so much to be grateful for this year like you don't even know ladies there have been so many times where I just break down and cry in the shower because I'm so grateful for all the things that have happened this year and like that's never happened well, that does happen, but not as frequently as these this past year. I think the fact that just I have a healthy baby boy, health is something I am so grateful for. That's something I took for granted as a kid. And now I feel like my Asian mom, because I am an Asian mom now. <laughs> and I really see and believe that, you know, if you don't have health, you literally can't live mm-hmm. to enjoy a good life, right? It doesn't matter what money can buy at this point. If you don't have good health, you don't only affect yourself, you affect all of your loved ones around you who stay up worrying about you and needing to care for you. So I'm grateful that my baby is healthy, that my elder family members are healthy, that um, I had a fairly uncomplicated pregnancy late last year, and that even though you might hear in my in my voice, my immune system is pretty shit now, but I'm relatively healthy, you know, very grateful for good health all around, more so than I have ever been uh, in my life. The second thing that I'm grateful for is when I can get a shower in <laughs> uninterrupted without having to check my baby monitor to make sure the baby's not awake and crying and needing me and knowing I have either my husband or my parents or someone looking after him. I've definitely cried in the shower out of gratitude for that. Just to be able to shower uninterrupted once in a while. All the listeners out there who are parents, y'all will totally understand me on that one. Yes, and you ladies enjoy your showers. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and three, I think just as a kind of a follow up on that one, I am deeply grateful for my parents um, and for my mill, which I didn't know what the acronym stood for before, but it stands for mother in law. So when you hear mill, mother in law, <gasps> did y'all know that? And I heard Mel. <laughs> I'm grateful for Mel, too. (laughs) Mel and my Mill. Um, You know, not only because they do help every so often, but but I'm grateful to be able to see them sort of fulfill this new purpose of theirs as a grandparent Mm. and to be able to witness them love and care for my child with so much care and intention. I think our whole lives, we grow up just knowing our parents as like, mom and dad as parents who raised us and and really only registering their caregiving to us after a certain point in our lives. So whether Mm. it's middle school or our teenage years, but we never saw them raise us as babies, right? Babies that require a certain amount of care and attention. And I think right now having that ability to see how much love and thought they put into my child makes me just appreciate them so much more. And it's like, it's getting a glimpse into how they probably raised me mm. 30 years ago, too. It's just so wild. And I'm, I'm grateful that I get to see them in this light. Um, and also just to live with them under one roof since I've moved out of my home in Boston almost 10 years ago now. Mm. I'm not sure if you ladies follow Tim Urban, but he has this blog that's amazing called Wait But Why? 
And he had this post about how during our first 18 years, we spend so much time with our parents and our siblings. But once we head off to college and move out of our home cross country, we spend maybe like 15 days a year with each other, mm. which for some means that we've already spent about 85% of our entire time together with our parents or our siblings at the age of 18. And we only have 15% of hangout time left within our lifetimes if you continue to live across the country from each other. So it's, I just feel so grateful that we now are living under one roof with my parents with a similar purpose and goal. And to be honest, I never thought that I'd be living with them again. I feel like sometimes I feel like a, a high schooler. again. <laughs> I'm like, can you take care of my child? <laughs> like, is your child or my child? Just because they have, she, my mom has such like clear, like very maternal instincts. And yeah. she's just like, give me the baby. I'm like, wait, give me the bit of my baby. <laughs> so yes, very grateful for that. And lastly, I'm going to slip this in here. I know it's number four, but I'm very grateful for ABG and for you two ladies and the flexibility that we've allowed each other. And for me, especially while I went through this, the, the biggest change of my life. Um, and this one is definitely not an afterthought and it's definitely higher on my list than my ability to shower. <laughs> <But> <laughs> grateful for you ladies and, and this company and what we've, we've built together. Aw, I loved starting out the episode listening to all of the things that you ladies are grateful for. It was beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yes, have it through the year. There's so much that we are grateful for and that we have been grateful for. But now let's start to dig into the nitty gritty. So we've each done a little bit of reflecting on our daily life. And, um, you know, I think it's it's hard to avoid that, you know, obviously with everything happening in the world, um, it's, I think there's just kind of been this pervasive feeling of stress and burnout, right? And um, we have discussed our experiences with burnout in past episode, but I'm curious, um, have you ladies felt burnout yet this year now that we're halfway through? And if you did, how did you address it? And if you didn't, what are some habits or factors that helped support your general well-being? Let's start with you, Miss Mel. Hmm. I think I had moments of burnout right before my Costa Rica trip. Mm. I think it's only because I did take a complete week off, like completely disconnected that we're trying to like make sure we schedule and everything before I'm gone, which I really appreciate. But even though I knew I was like, oh, I'm so stressed out right now and I'm a little burnt out. I knew that it was for like, I'm going to have a week of like completely disconnection and like relaxation. So I think just kind of like reshifting to perspective, or, like understanding maybe right now, why is it a busy time? Mm-hmm. If it's ongoing, then that could become an issue. Right. But I don't feel it right now. I think things always been busy for us, which is good. It's good to be busy. Do you feel like it's like maybe that like life, the busyness in life has continued and you've started to adapt more? I think so. I think having uh, like a really good routine and like certain habits have definitely been like I definitely benefited from that. I think another thing too is like I'm not gonna lie this year we have a lot of moments of like I have many moments of freak out. I'm like oh shit is this what we're supposed to do or like like, being an entrepreneur honestly like living life on edge really it is what it is. Uh, It's not like a your my previous jobs but I do even feel like a reassurance with the both of you like kind of like having a partner's you're like, things are going to be okay. I do feel like that's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just having friends in my life that remind me to be present in the moment. Like, I it just, like, you can only worry so much. But through certain practices, just being really present. Like, you know, this is only a special moment in time. So, like, remembering that. Um, some of the, like, some of the things or habits or factors that help support it, and I guess my general well-being, which I, I could go over. 
Is that okay? Yeah. I think besides the things I mentioned in so many episodes, like meditation and journaling, I do have a good morning routine where I do both. Um, sleeping at a good hour and getting seven, eight hours of sleep for me is crucial. Like that is why I will not touch my phone from like 11 to 8 o'clock or 7.30. So sleeping for me, yeah, recognize I need I need that. Good morning routine besides meditation and journaling. One thing I do every morning during the weekday is I go downstairs and I make breakfast for myself and Darlene, which is my roommate. So I don't know, just like that routine of like I'm putting food and putting fuel into my body. I'm getting my coffee in. It's like a moment of quiet where I might I, I play like I play relaxing music in the morning, whether it's like I literally Google or Spotify like Hawaiian cafe music. Like just my oh. mood right now is Hawaiian Hawaiian cafe music while I cook maybe like an egg taco. You know, that's what I do every every day. And then I think another thing is like one thing I learned from the Costa Rica trip is like disconnecting completely from time to time. Man, it makes it just makes a huge difference. Like the temptation to check my Slack, to check my email on my laptop not there anymore with my phone delete a slack for a week and sometimes deleting instagram like i do before but really give yourself that time to like if you're on vacation you're on a trip dude leave your laptop at home make that make figure out our plan with your coworkers because you need that mental break um and lastly l wood said in legally blonde endorphins is great and good endorphin lift from time to time is amazing i'm sure you both know this you guys have worked out way longer than I have. But I noticed that whenever I leave the Orange Theory gym, I feel really proud of myself and I feel really good. And it's the only workout that I, I get a good sweat out of. And one thing I will say, because I know people have messaged me saying like, okay, Mel, can you talk about Orange Theory? Like, aren't you like, aren't you nervous? Because like your data and your stats are on the board. To be honest, as someone that is like, was really like self-conscious going in, I'm just focusing on me. I'm just like, shit, I got to make sure I'm in the green or orange zone. And if I go down a bit, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's whatever the comfort you feel like. Where It's like you're in your own comfort zone there. And so I think having that workout or having that moment to myself, I understand why people always build an exercise in their routine. So, yeah, those are a couple of things I've, I've instilled this year. And I'm going to continue to do so um, to help with burnout and, you know, daily life improvements. Um, Helen, how about you? I, before I jump into mine, I just want to say that I love that you found something that you like to do. And last year you were talking about how you wanted to, you're like, I'm a water girl. I want to, yeah. I'm, I'm a Pisces. I want to swim. And you, you taking that trip and taking that initiative to get work done beforehand and just be able to sort of be out of pocket completely to focus on that. Like, I'm so proud of you for being able to do that and accomplishing that and standing up on the board and sur- she's a surfer yeah. girl. Okay. <laughs> I also love that you have these non-negotiables that you're like, I need my sleep. I need, I was, you didn't say food, but I was like, I need good food. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that for you. (laughs) I need my workout. I need to read like, and I need a good breakfast. Like all of these things. It rings very much like Mel. This is, this is Mm. Mel. This is Mel's time. Um, and it's good that you're setting those boundaries for what you need in your life in order not to burn out and to Mm. have these life improvements. So very proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So for me personally, on this question of burnout, 
I feel like as a new mom, burnout is maybe not the right word to describe what I'm mm. going through. Am I constantly tired? Yes. Am I burnt out like I've been burnt out with a job in the past? I think it's different. I think with burnout, when it comes to a job, I remember in the past, I would start to grow a bit of resentment for that job. And I could feel mm. myself thinking about a way out with a child. That ain't possible. <laughs> and and I also don't feel that way at all. Mm. You know, I think the fact that he's a living organism that relies on me for survival, I've rewired my brain to function in a way that I just got to keep going and keep going. And every time he smiles and grabs my face or he's fast asleep in his crib or in my arms, or you can see him like learning how to crawl or learning something new, I literally forget all of the tiredness and the burnout of being a mom. And it's just... It is so worth it to me. So I think the more relevant question here is maybe more of just like a general check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few days ago, Philip and I, we drove down to Orange County and went on a hike. And naturally, I feel like whenever we go on these hikes, the, these types of topics just come up where we check on each other and see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, just so that we can continue supporting each other through our goals. Um, and one thing that I brought up is that Right now, I feel like this is, I feel like I'm at a very pivotal point in my life. Being a new mom is like just jumping into this completely new dimension that has so many unknowns and potential paths that you can take that can completely reroute the course of the life that you had pre-baby. And if I'm being fully honest, like I don't know right now which path I want to walk down at this very moment in my life. And it's a scary place to be. I am now six months postpartum, and I know for most people, they're you know fully back at work at this point in their lives, and for me, we're doing a phase one transition at ABG, about to be phase two, where we ramp it up a bit more, and I know it's already been such a privilege to have you know the maternity leave and the transition back period that I've had, comparatively so to other people's maternity leaves are like two weeks sometimes. I, I know some friends who was who were back at work at two weeks. That's crazy. Which is insane. <laughs> saying to me and even three months is way too short and I can't tell if I am comparing myself to something that shouldn't be the standard of maternity Mm. leave either and subsequently for me to feel guilty about it you know but in my gut I feel like I am constantly fighting with my maternal instincts to be with my son because I know it's quote-unquote time to be back at work so This period of my life, I just feel like there's so many unknowns and it is like maybe one of the most like pivotal periods of my life where I just really don't know what the next outcome or next step is going to be because I want to be a working woman. I want to be a career woman. I want to have my own thing, but I also want to be a present mom, especially because in the first five years of a kid's life, it is, it's crucial to their development. And I also just don't want to miss out on any of it. Right. So If anything, I feel like my burnout is coming from this place of I want to do it all, but but I can't. And Mm. that feeling sucks. So I say this in full transparency. There's no lack of gratitude here because I do feel grateful to even have this problem and potentially this choice right now. But these feelings that entrepreneurs and people who run their own small businesses will go through and even people who are working in corporate I had so many friends at work who stepped back from reaching that promotion or who decided to work out a part-time schedule just so that they could be with their kids more and I remember those decisions that they made like shocked me back then because they were Mm -hmm. so close to getting to that next promotion 
and they decided to take a different path. But now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get the difficulty mm-hmm. of leaning into your job or leaning into your title of mom. And I feel like no one talks about that. No one talks about this like very pivotal crossroads decision. Then I feel like that's kind of where I am right now. So mm. I'm talking about it because we have a podcast. <laughs> this is what I'm going through. But it is just such a hard decision to be faced with. Mm. And it feels like very much like a mid-year check-in mid mid situation check in right now <laughs> of what I'm going through. So yeah. Just oh. putting all that out there. That's how I'm feeling so far. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Helen. I think I mean, you're right. Um I mean obviously I kind of knew on a logical level that you're going through these things, but to hear you articulate it um in such a detailed and like first person way, um, it makes a lot of sense that even if you had planned like, or you probably did have a certain plan right going into it, but not until you're experiencing this and mm-hmm. you actually have your child and you see what your lifestyle is like and what your needs are. Um, and even then it's like, I can see how challenging it can be to feel this this amount of like tornness. Um, and you bring up a good point about how burnout can feel, it may not, maybe it's like, there's like work burnout and then there is like decision or like fatigue burnout and I can definitely feel that where it's like when you feel like you have to make a large decision or when you're in a critical mm-hmm. point in your life there's a there's a definite feeling of kind of maybe burnout like you said is not the right word but that but that same level of kind of like um feeling just a bit not quite oh, what's the word like pressure I guess might might be pressure or something called decision fatigue yeah when you have too many options um and I guess in this case it's like maybe not so well I mean I guess you could see it as different options because there's all different creative ways that you could go about like figuring out Mm -hmm. the combination of like work and motherhood and things like that so yeah I could definitely see how that can feel incredibly like a lot yeah Yeah. I mean we talk about transitions all the time I feel like it's just a major transition it is gray zone that I'm going to have to go back and listen to our episodes and see what advice I can give myself. (laughs) Do you think it's also hard for you? Because you're like, how do I say this? It's hard because I can see you living every decision you make and be okay with it. But you're like, which one do I really want? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I definitely feel. I feel like I want to be on the extreme of both ends. Like I want to be a full-time mom. I want to be a full-time career woman. It's like, how the F do you do that? Obviously, you have to do a balance of the two. And then mm. figuring out that balance, you're always not going to have all, Sassy, you know, the, yeah. the satisfaction of being fully present in both places. So it's 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 having conversations with myself and, and setting the boundaries and figuring out what works for me. And I think it's different for every every person out there, every mom, every dad out there. And I'm just going to have to figure out how it's going to work for me. But I feel like it's going to I'm going to need to calibrate many times over yeah. till I get to the right balance. And I don't even know if I'll ever reach it. I think it's always mm-hmm. going to be something mm-hmm. that you just try and achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's not really truly graspable. Yeah, that yeah. is a it's a good way to reflect on it. And I don't know, I'm excited that we get to see you go through this journey and appreciate that you share moments like these so mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Mel and I have a little bit of transparency into a, or we have a little bit of foresight into potentially what's to come for our future. Exactly. A lot of unknowns, y'all. Well, Janet, I want to hear about your experiences with any burnout this this past year. And if you did, how did you address it? Yeah, so we, in one of our past episodes a couple of months ago, um, I talked about feeling burnout at the end of last year pretty intensely. Now that I reflect on the first six months of this year, I would say that it's 
once again, like kind of both of you ladies, it's not quite the same type of burnout. Um, work-wise, I actually feel very rejuvenated and, and very good. Um, but in my personal life, I feel a sense of, I think, I mean, in this current moment, like in the past like couple of weeks, month, I've been feeling better. But for the, if I reflect on like December through April of this year, I was very, whether you want to call it burnt out, like um, moderately depressed, very much so. Uh, kind of the opposite of Helen where she's going through a major life transition I felt like my life was kind of at a standstill Um, I had shared that you know last year my personal life or and my love life or now lack thereof um, I you know was somewhat in two different relationships and then ended the year with kind of nothing and have continued into you know the beginning of this year with um, nothing super super substantial up until like April, May time. And I think being a woman in her late 30s who wants to get married and start building a family and sees that as such a significant milestone in her personal life during these years, I just, for the first half of this year, felt incredibly demoralized and just really, really stuck, right? Because there's only so much that I can do within my control. And even the things that were within my control, I found really hard to do. Um... Honestly, there were many days where I just stayed in bed and wintertime makes it easy for that, right? (laughs) It's too easy to just like stick around, stay in bed and just, you know, I feel like I was kind of hiding out my parents' house a little bit um, and just taking a lot of time internally and letting myself sulk. Uh, But eventually I was able to kind of turn things around and hopefully this can serve as benefit to any other person who goes through stages like this in life. I think we all do. the first and foremost thing that I did was, and I've talked about this before, but I moved. I really just physically changed my space and my neighborhood. When I talked about feeling stuck in life, I had lived a certain period of my life in downtown LA and in that space that I was in. And I loved it when I was there, but I really felt like I was going into a new chapter and physically being in that space and physically in that neighborhood I felt like it was hard for me to move on personally being there so I put my place in Airbnb and I did the looking for a new neighborhood and now I'm in Los Feliz in a new space in a new neighborhood and honestly that really made a huge shift for me it reinvigorated me re-inspired me Um, just being in a place where I could explore by foot and check out new coffee places, new restaurants, new streets. Um, it got me physically out of the house and outdoors on walks. So that was one of the big things that I did to help kind of, um, re-enter the world, I guess, out of that, that state of feeling blah. And honestly, it's always going back to the basics. I've gone through, this wasn't my first phase in life of feeling kind of like in a lull in a depressive period. Um, I, as I said, you know, not only changing my space, moving my body. I know for a fact, as much as I go into slumps and anyone who goes through periods where you stop working out and you have to start again knows that it's hard to get over that hump. But I always know that if I just go out and walk around even for 15 minutes, I will feel better. Like Mel, you're talking about the endorphins. They are a very real thing. (laughs) And the way that I just go back into it is baby steps. I didn't go back into it and start running four miles around the lake. You know, like I went on walks down the block. And then I did like 10 minutes of yoga, built up to 20 minutes of yoga, things like that. And the other thing that was really critical for me is also um, starting to get back on a good schedule of eating well. 
And this is also something that I think we talked about like habit stacking before from Atomic Habits, but um, Mm -hmm. it's not quite the same. I would just say kind of the difference, and I talked about this with my therapist, about when you change your space, it's a good opportunity for you to also reset your daily habits. And I found that that really did help me. Being in a different bedroom and waking up in the morning and having a different kitchen to go to, I was able to like, I you know, I bought a, a new blender and I went back into my routines of like always getting in my greens in the morning, taking my vitamins regularly, um, adding matcha to my smoothie, which I've learned is a new trick to try to replace my coffee and also not have so many liquids because I used to do like smoothie and matcha and water. It's just like too many things. So I was like, I'll combine some of those. And just having that helped me kind of reset um, some normalcy. Um, And also then, you know, getting my meditation back on track. Honestly, the first four months of this year, I still did meditate, but honestly, usually it was like once, once a day. And sometimes it was just, I would sit up in bed and do it and then lie back down in bed. Um, but (laughs) But that's also a sign to you that, you know, Anything, any little thing really is a thing. The -hmm. fourth thing, talk therapy. I have consistently been going to therapy for the last couple of years. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect in every single session I make. But I try to make it a priority that at least once a month I do a check. Or usually it's once every two weeks. And through the beginning of this um, year, I still had appointments set. But I started canceling on them. And uh, I just forced myself to make that one, that first one after like a couple months off. And you know what? It wasn't perfect. It's not like every single minute I'm getting things out of it. But I will tell you without a doubt, every session I go to, even if I cut it short and I showed up late and it was like 20 minutes, I walked away from that session with some, at least one good takeaway. Even if it was just sharing the way I felt. And But I always felt like being heard or something my therapist would say would make me feel like, okay, that was worth it. Um, The other thing that really helped me get out of my funk was, like I said, I'm in a funk because in my personal life, I feel stagnant. I can't really control. I can't force someone to marry me. (laughs) I can't snap my fingers and have the right person operate. But in terms of getting closer to having a family, I can control because thank God for modern technology going through the process of freezing my eggs. And so that is something that I had been thinking about, thinking about incubating about for the first couple of months and finally pulled the trigger and went and did like an, um, a consultation and went in for the follow-ups got blood tests and did all the tests and now I'm officially going through the process and for me and for any other women out there um, and I, I did also pulled this on my Instagram because I was curious as to why other people were doing this and talked to some other girlfriends as well um, and I think for me it is like I know that it's not a guarantee there could be that when I if I ever need them, that all of them could have been not, you know, plausible, good quality or whatnot. But I think in my mind, knowing that I'm doing everything that I can in this moment within my control um, to 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 get myself or to be able to help and preserve that image of the future that I want will make me feel better that I did what I could. And it helps me also mentally relax a bit and to not have my judgment so clouded when I'm trying to date now. Because as much, Mm -hmm. this is actually one of the number one things I'm working on with my therapist right now is being able to have fun dating. Because she is constantly like, 
if you are going into these dates being like, I'm looking for my husband, even if you're tr- actively trying to be like, no, I know it's going to be a couple dates. I know, but people will feel that energy. So you really, I need you to just focus on going to hang out with this person and like wanting to see them for a second time. And I can do that a lot easier knowing that I'm already on the side proactively doing something else to allow myself to go a little bit longer and have more time. So I guess that's that's for me what I've been experiencing. And I already feel like because I've started taking actions that I'm easing or the, the feeling of burnout is easing a lot more. So hopefully anyone else out there who is experiencing something similar can apply those things as well. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that you're taking the action to um, freeze your eggs and having fun on your dates. I feel like the past few years we're talking about dating. I feel like I was like, Jay, have fun, yeah. be present. I know it's hard when you're thinking about like, well, like uh, my, my timeline, timeline and things yeah. like that, which is very valid. Um, so happy that you're, you know, and I just feel like you sound like you're in a better place for sure. Thank like, you. I, I definitely get that vibe. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Switching over to ABG, you know, we're a few years into building this multimedia business full time, which it's kind of, it does kind of like blow my mind and shout out to our supporters who have made this possible. Here's a quick fun fact for the three of us. There's a lot of listeners out there that started listening to us when they were freshmen in college and now already graduated. Wow. And that sometimes I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I think we're doing resume, we're looking at resumes for um, our, our, our internship position. A lot of them are like, I listened to you when I when I was in college. I was like, 
Oh my god, because you just lose track of time, yeah. you know, when when you're in this age. You know, that time of us going full-time overlapped with this global pandemic, and like many other teams, we had to figure out our groove as things kept changing. So I would say now things have fairly stabilized. You know, what's a typical day for you, and how is this different than the previous year? Helen, you want to start us off? Sure, although I don't feel like my answers are going to be, because it's going to look different work-wise from both of you since mm. I'm still in my transition phase back. So this is just, I guess, my day. Yeah. Um, so to start my day, well, right now I am pumping pretty exclusively. So that's every three to four hours. That's pumping milk out of my body in case that wasn't clear. Like, <laughs> boo. Like I'm a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smell just did some uh, squeezing motions. <laughs> towards her boobs okay <laughs> um at nighttime I, I do tend to stretch it out like four hours so i'm up at like 1 a.m 5 a.m 9 a.m plus or minus an hour um and i haven't slept for more than four maybe five hours straight for the past six months which is crazy to think about yeah, crazy. but women are amazing um, when I wake up in the morning i typically check my phone while pumping and depending on if i have help or not around the house, I will get some work done, whether it's working on an outline for ABG um, or working on some finances or working on our book or any upcoming events for ABG. Um, And then my day just completely varies based on Mm -hmm. if I need to get something done for ABG or if my child needs me and obviously if there's any help around the house or not. Um, And I would say that the days tend to go by very fast nowadays. By 6 p.m., it's time to do bedtime routine, and we do solids for the second time in the day. We do bath time, story, milk, and sleep. And after bedtime, I get to shower. We eat some fruit, try to watch a new show, check emails, and try to do more work then. And then honestly, by 10 p.m., I'm tired. I'm so tired by 10 now. And 10 used to be like when I just like worked till like two or three in the morning and I'd get like a full another like half day in but I will probably be asleep by 11 p.m. nowadays and then up whenever our baby wakes up or if I need to pump at night so my days usually feel very busy and it goes by fast compared to last year I feel like before the days were a lot longer and I had more productive focused time to work which I haven't quite figured out yet but Mm. yeah that's my day. Sorry, you you you're asleep by eleven. Who yeah, who are you? <laughs> I was like, what the? F, I dude? know. Or if I unless I have to do, like do something, unless I have to like do something for work, or I just need to get something done. But otherwise, yeah, I would be sleeping by eleven, which is not who who is that girl? <laughs> who is she? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the new Helen. Oh my. I was going to sing a Mulan song, but my throat is not feeling the best. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my day. I feel like it sounds pretty boring. <laughs> how do you how do you feel like um, if you can reflect back to like last year around this time? What was your schedule like? She was pregnant. Oh yeah, last yeah. year around this time I was pregnant. I I feel like it was just like like just just working and trying to figure out baby stuff. Those were like the two things that took up my day. Mm. Work and baby prep. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, I mean, bef- last year and every year before last year, <laughs> I would be awake until like 2, 3 a.m. Mm. at least. Yeah. I'm definitely a night owl. And I remember when we first had our baby and everyone's like, oh, you have to wake up at six or seven. 
And I'm just like, wait, you start your day then? Or do you go back to sleep? <laughs> and people are like, no, you start your day. That's when, you know, babies should be awake. And that's that's their, like, circadian rhythm. That's how they're, they're usually going to be up during that time. I was like, so who's going to be awake? Me? <laughs> like, <laughs> Philip? Like, who, who, how, how are we going to do? Because we're both night owls. Yeah, so that yeah. was a really hard transition mm. for us. And that means you have to sleep early if you're going to yeah, be yeah. awake and functioning. You can't just leave your baby there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a transition, y'all. I think 11 p.m. is still considered late for some For parents, yeah. Yeah, but 11 p.m., that's my bedtime. <laughs> How about for you, Jay? I want to hear about your day. Yeah. Um, strangely enough, my bedtime has also gotten earlier. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll start from <laughs> the, the top of my day. So... Typically, I will get into meditation as the first thing. Um, I pretty much roll out of bed. I will turn on my uh, Spotify app and I play the, the Virgo horoscope <laughs> while I brush my teeth. <laughs> and then so once I wash my face and brush my teeth, then I'll go and sit on um, the place I'm subleasing has this cute little cushion, like a meditation cushion. So I sit on that mm. and I meditate. I look out at the, the balcony. Um, and then I will fix breakfast for myself and continue to listen to the next podcast, which is Robin Hood um, Daily Snacks. Now it's now it's the the best one yet, or they change it to their own thing. But T-boy. it's where I get the updates. Yeah. Um, and then that, and then I usually start my day with work. And uh, with ABG, we usually have calls that start around like ten or eleven. And so around that time, I start going into calls, and then it's a combination of doing work at my laptop. Uh, work for ABG or also we we each have kind of some personal partnerships that we do now so sometimes I'll be working on that as well and then usually it's work for the bulk of the day and sometime in the late afternoon I will try to get in um, some sort of movement whether that's going out for a walk or sometimes I will join Mel and our friend Tim for an OT class um, or sometimes they'll do a short session of yoga and uh, recently I've also been making dinner a lot more um, so I will take food. I mean, more. it's more just assembling and heating up, but it's like I'm trying to not like order out or or buy things and just going through like making time in my day to, to prep dinner. Um, it just feels feels good to, to be doing that. Um, and then now I'm starting to watch shows, which is something I actually have like never or like I was really into TV and shows when I was like in high school. But after starting college and on to even most of my working years in adulthood, I'm not really a shows person. But um, yeah, when I was kind of sulking in my burnout stage earlier this year, I started getting into all of the platforms like Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, um, watched all the different shows. And so I've kind of started that that habit has stuck. Um, And uh, more recently, two shows that I checked out that I'm really liking uh, on Apple TV Plus, there is a movie called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. And it's particularly poignant now after Roe v. Wade so um or that has an aspect of it but I really enjoyed it um so if you out there have a show you want or movie you want to check out I would definitely recommend that one um also Loot is another tv show on Apple TV which I've been checking out with Maya Rudolph and it's a really funny and good one and if you're in for something a little darker Severance um on Apple TV plus so I've been just doing a lot of tv watching or and or book reading but basically for me, this is time that is serves as stimulation and inspiration for me to watch creative content um, or read creative content um, that is something outside of ABG and outside of like my own like stuff that I usually like, which is I feel like meditation and yoga were the only things I had for time for free time for last year. But now I'm like, I feel like I'm picking up more hobbies. Mm. And then 
more influenced by the fact that I've been kind of getting sick. <laughs> I will now go to bed sometimes at 9 p.m. Doesn't mean that I'm like falling asleep, but I'm like in bed at 9 sometimes now. Sometime between 9 to 12 a.m. Sometimes it'll drag longer if I'm in a show that I really like. Um, but that more or less is usually my days now. Um, some It will differ sometimes because I might now go to a coffee shop to do some work instead of staying at home or go to a coffee shop to do some reading. Um, or sometimes I'll be taking more time outdoors to be walking around exploring, um, getting some work done in between. So it's definitely different now than last year. I feel like last year it was just a lot more like, I feel like I did, like we we always have work to do with ABG, but I was particularly still having a hard time breaking the habit of leaving my desk. I had a setup in my room and I just found that any time that I had free time, I was defaulting to my desk and it made it too easy to just like not do anything else. Um, and that also meant that I oftentimes like I slept really late and I didn't get outdoors. I was basically housed inside my little room and I same with Helen going to bed at like 2 or 3 a.m. Um, and so I feel like I've gotten to a much healthier habit now. And the thing that is I kind of take a, took away as I reflected on my schedule is I used to think that I was someone who likes a lot of variety and I get super bored if you give me too much structure. But I realized that I actually need, to, in order for me to really, really do well and thrive, I actually do need like some aspects of structure. I think having steady time for breakfast, steady things like habits like meditation, um, certain rituals that remain constant, but, but then getting the variation from my work um, and changing up the type of work and the, pla- and the place that I work, that helps me. So I'm starting to really, really embrace having regularity. 9 p.m., Janet. Wow. <laughs> I am proud of you. Who are we? I know, seriously. Who are we? Very, very strange. <laughs> People now. I love it. I love it. It is, it is yes. good. It's actually kind of strange to like, because I always, I feel like we both you know, we're like, oh, we need to go to bed earlier. But it's hard to change it when you're naturally a night owl. But I guess for you now, it's, you know, you have you have a human that depends on you. Um. It, it's, yeah, and it's out of pure exhaustion, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> I'm not even choosing to go to bed at 11. I'm just like... Involuntarily messy. <laughs> this is usually the time I shower, and now yeah. I need to shower at 8 o'clock. <laughs> you're me! <laughs> Yeah, we've turned into Mel. I'm curious, has Mel turned into us? That's so true. The funny thing is, I sleep the latest out of the three of us now, which to me, honestly, has been the same time. (laughs) But Janet, what you mentioned, how you like the regularity and structure, I think what you said exactly is how I like, I, I need to function. Like having like, I think for me, it's more like having like these key like rituals in your day to to start or end and like sandwich, I guess, but for me it's lunch. And then having flexibility, but also making your work kind of interesting makes it like a good balance type of life. I don't remember how it was last year. I will say, you know what? I'll walk through my day really quickly, but I think it's, I don't want to say, no, last year was like crazy busy for us. And it was like, I remember all, I feel like we were running at all times, but I will say lately it's still kind of, it's still still busy for me. Um, maybe because we just like a lot of recordings mm-hmm. are scheduled we're just working more in advance, maybe. Um, my typical day, which honestly has probably been the same, um, is I wake up at eight forty-five a.m. and do my morning routine, like I mentioned, and that's a, like that's like my number one ritual, like ritual number one. Have to do my morning routine, meditation, morning pages, read, review my Korean flashcards. That, that only twelve letters right now, <laughs> and then um, 
go downstairs. I have to make myself coffee or breakfast. And I just like it because, like, I have this really good podcast I still refer sometimes. It's, like, Oprah's Mindfulness Podcast. And she talks about how, like, I think having that moment to yourself, making your coffee, your tea, is just so great to start your day. And I was like, I always come down. The light's just, like, shining into my living room. It's only me in the living room usually in the kitchen. It just feels really nice to have that. And then um, I have a quick lunch or brunch with Darlene. Then I sign on to our meetings at 1030. And I feel like depending on the day, it really varies on what we do. Like, some days are really just, like, meeting heavy like I'll be honest Mondays for me are a little bit tough because I'm in meetings until 7 30 at night and then we have meetings in the morning because I meet with our team members our team members work nine to five so we meet with them afterwards and I stack my meetings so I'm just like I don't do all this shit I can't do this back to back every day um but other days we're also recording back to back or we're just in different calls with like clients or like I don't even know like random things um the one thing I need to do is I have to take a lunch for myself. And you guys know this. I think one thing you learned working working with me is that I prefer not to work through lunch. Lunchtime for me is another moment for me to disconnect from my laptop because I just go downstairs, make a lunch. Usually it's like balance, like a salad or a chicken or some something like that. Uh, and then I put on a show. I put on like a YouTube show, whether it's like Gen M maybe, catch on my YouTubers, um, some Korean food vlogger that doesn't show her face and doesn't talk that too. It's really good by the way. Um, and then I usually, if I don't have meetings, but we usually end around like maybe six 30, but then depend, sometimes I'll sign back on and do other stuff, but I usually like to end. And then I try to squeeze in a workout and that's like in LA, it's kind of hard to like get the drive to your gym. It's just another thing to like account for is like travel time. So I try to squeeze in a workout. If there's not a workout, it's usually a meeting or I'm running to the grocery store. Um, and then I, I'm in bed by 10 and then I'm watching a show or like reading until midnight and then I sleep pretty much. It's just like, I have a regimen schedule, I guess. Um, so nothing crazy. I, to be honest, I will say nowadays, like I, maybe I feel semi busy and like similar to last year because last year my social calendar was pretty packed. Like I had a bunch of weddings I was a part of this year. I feel like just more like other social events I don't know like I feel kind of busy too I also think maybe this year maybe due to like the world state and just being on social media for the past so many years that I feel myself wanting to disconnect more and so I just feel myself like I don't know not wanting to be maybe like socially fatigued which is like playing into like oh I just want to sign off and do my own thing like I don't know like watch shows and stuff so I don't know if that makes any sense but I remember Janet you're mentioning how like during your day you like sometimes they squeeze in time for like partnerships and stuff I find myself like sometimes wanting to do nothing like if I can find that time yeah. but um I don't know it's I think that's the difference with this year and last year and this year it's more like I don't know you're prioritizing more... you're prioritizing yeah. time for yourself to not necessarily be quote-unquote productive yeah, but I will say I, we are productive for ABG, but I'm just saying like, so personally for myself, right. that's where I feel. Does that make any sense? learning to like compartmentalize yeah. the things that, yeah, yeah, so that it doesn't blend in together and get all mumbled yeah. jumbled. Yeah. yeah. Well, you also have another potential individual that you're balancing your time with now. <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah, a, a good bush. transition. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. wow. So as our listeners know, <laughs> Janet and Mel have both been navigating today's dating world. 
We talked about this briefly in one of the past episodes, and I'm sure our listeners out there are curious now because we know a lot about, let's start with Mel, Mel's love life. Ms. Mel Mel, what's the latest in your love life? Give us the tea. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be saying the same thing. If you guys listen to our other episode, <laughs> The Work-Life Balance, our recent one, um, you know, I'm still talking to the same person. Um, it's been a few months now, which is kind of crazy for me um, to think about. Wait, how many months is it? I just... It's been like three months. <gasps> three months, yeah. I feel like the three and four month is a pretty big milestone. Yeah, but it's just, it's different because I feel like I'm just present in the moment. And like, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like it's, it's definitely progressing. I'll say that. Like, um, it's progressing, but I don't know why I still feel like we're in the early stages. Mm. yes early my brain goes back and forth a lot because i feel like i'm in the early stages like i am in no rush to make this like official Mm. or like or put a title on this like it's weird because i feel official but there's no title and i don't Mm. have i don't feel this urgency on needing that yeah yeah with this person either Um, so you're pretty much like in a relationship ish like you're behaving that way but the title discussion has not the dtr has not happened Mm -hmm. you know so I mean, I, I didn't know how much I want to talk about this, to be honest, but I just came back from a really good weekend with him, mm. and I brought it up. I was like, I told him, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like I need, like, I don't think I need a title. He's like, well, I feel like pretty much you, you feel like that. He's like, I just call you my partner. I was like, yeah, I don't, I think I'll be okay without even having a title for, like, the rest of the year. I, I don't know what I was saying. The rest of the year? I don't know. That's a lot. I really don't. Wow. That does not sound like a Mel thing to Yeah, do. That's, so, that's so out of character. I know. I know. I don't know. I think this one's different. It's it's just different. Yeah. I don't know. And then um is it is it because you feel comfortable with where you guys are now and you don't want to have to rush things or ruin what it is right now? It yes. I think it's definitely that. Um I feel like how do I It's weird cuz I'm also still mean. I find myself like thinking about like how would he be if we were like, you know, like like Oh, like like a future partner like like mm-hmm. all these things i'm just like i could see it totally like i'm okay with Ooh. it and i'm like i know it's, it's just so it's a weird feeling to be like oh i could see you know but i don't want to say it a lot but at the same time i think beginning leading like going me heading into this partnership yeah. um i just told myself to be present because i mm. found myself like because I, I would spiral like what is this like oh my god is this it like is this everything like because it's easy to jump the gun. I'm, Jen, I'm pretty sure, like, because if you play out all your cards and be like, if this is the father of my child right away, it just intensifies it so much that I think for me with this person, I want to just be present. And I'm really enjoying the present moment a lot. Mm-hmm. But we also talk about long term. What does it look like for us? You know what? I think it's, yeah, it is also because it sounds like he doesn't give you any reason to be concerned that, like, you need the title for, for And I think that when I think back to instances where I might feel nervous or like push for the title, it's because I don't necessarily feel confident in where that other person stands. Mm. So maybe that's like for you, it's like you're in a situation now where you have confidence in him or he doesn't give you a reason to question. Yeah. And I, this is the last thing I'll say about this. And well, I mean, the last couple things. I and I haven't really talked to you both about this because this is like we did we literally didn't have a catch up and like we're hopping on the session but I think coming away from that weekend I like really found myself like man like this is so nice like to be able to wake up to someone 
And for him to be like, do you want to grab coffee? I'll grab coffee for us. Or like watching a movie at night and just like having the same interests and just doing like, I forget how much I love the day-to-day stuff. Mm. And there's so much comfort in that. And I'm like, oh, this is like very stable. This is very nice. Like, it's like, I'm not seeking the thrill. I'm seeking the like, and I I don't know why, like, because I'm PMSing, but I, I, it's like the feeling like, I feel like. So we're slowly going, growing to the sense of like, this feels like home. Yeah, this feels yeah. like a safe, safe place for me to be. And I like it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This doesn't sound, I've, Mel, I've known you for five plus years now. How long? It's been a while. And I've never heard you talk about a guy like this before. Yeah. So this makes me very happy to hear. I feel like it's always like, he, yes, he makes you feel this way. But also, mm, I don't know. I, there's something. There's, you know, there's always something. But I, I don't. <laughs> I don't sense that with with him, and I have yet to meet him. I'm like, yeah. I keep telling Mel that because Janet, you've already met him before, mm-hmm, but I keep telling Mel that I'm like the final boss in a video game <laughs> <laughs> where he has to get past me and Philip. <laughs> he it's needs our approval. Oh, you I did told him that too. Yeah, what do you say? He's like, he's like, ooh. A B A B A B A B. I know. That's <laughs> like shit. That's how you fight but the bosses. But actually, speaking of that, Janet, like. You did meet him. I did. Yeah. And I'm... Thoughts? Yeah, we're oh spilling the tea on the podcast. Yeah, we haven't spill, caught up in real life yet. Tea. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, I had already, based off of the things that you are telling me about him, I had really good vibes going into it. And I met him in a setting when it was with a group of friends. So um, I automatically, immediately on like introducing myself, I was like, yeah, he's very, ni- very nice. He has very good energy. Um, and he was just very, he like blended in really well with people. Like, I think, I feel like he was just very comfortable with our social group. Um, and I could tell that he takes care of you, that he looks out for you. And for me, like to see, like, I was talking to one of our other mutual friends and her mutual friend was like, this is so weird. I've never seen Mel like in a relate, like with a guy. And it it is kind of strange to see her like, you know, it's like all those little things, like her walking next to this dude, having a a dude have his arm around you. And it's, um, you know, but it felt very natural to, um, or I don't know, like for me, it, it fit very well. And I like talking to him and getting to know him. I really like him and I like him for you. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very much of a fan and I feel like he got along with our group very, very well and our friends really well. No, I will say, thank you, Jay. I was kind of like, um, I knew I was like, it's natural to be nervous. I've always been nervous every time I bring someone new around, you know, Yeah. but I think it helps so much that he's like, he just drives well with people. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I, I know exactly what you mean. Because remember when Jana was dating, I was looking at her. I was like, "This is so weird." <laughs> Even like you want it, you're like, "This is so weird to see like some dude." Like, yeah. Uh, I will say it's crazy how when you're dating someone, how parts of you kind of come out that you don't expect. Like, oh I remember, yeah, this sounds fucking weird, but like, I remember I used to be like, "I hate when people fucking baby talk in relationships." It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> oh my and gosh, then, are you baby talking? No, I don't baby talk. I don't do that. And he, we're we, we're talking. He was like, "You have a cute voice that comes out." I'm just like, "Ill, I do." Gross. There was so yeah. Do. There was a softness. So you do. There's a softness. We were also we we were you know drunk. We had a couple <laughs> drinks, you know, because we were going to a concert and it was it was relaxed. Um, but there. Oh, def- time out. This this is baby voice in front of everyone. It's Wait, it's not no, it's not like an extreme baby voice, but it's like um she. She softens, like, you become slightly more feminine and you, like, let him 
like like you become slightly more feminine and you allow him to be more masculine around you if that makes sense like you become softer because I feel like Mel like you're a really bubbly person and you're also (laughs) (laughs) like as a bubbly person I feel like in social situations especially around your friends when you're comfortable you are like take charge right you're like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and like I feel like with him you are like you would defer a little bit more like you'd look to him be like oh like I'm having this shot like you have someone like you're checking into right which is different Mm. than if it's your solo and you're like I'm gonna do this I'm doing that and it's like oh I think I'm gonna I've had three shots like should I do another or like I'm gonna do another you know like you're just having someone to check in with is someone that you would defer to Ooh, now I am very curious (laughs) shit well I'm excited that's that's I'm happy to hear that he makes you that happy that yeah. you don't even know that you're like, <laughs> softer and you get all cutesy Mel. Oh, yeah, she definitely got cutesy. When I think of cutesy Mel, I think about when you're trying to do like the, okay, ah, like that shit. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like that, but at a level one. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, it's like okay, at a level yes, one. Yes, yes, yeah. Like she, she gets a little flirty. She gets a little bit more feminine. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Oh God. All right. Well, okay. That's gross. This was not, um, we did not intend to go into this much discussion about this, um, this guy, but this is also our natural catch up. (laughs) I mean, I have to hear way more about this than, than just what we've spoken about, but thank you for sharing Mel. Is there anything else that you want to share about, um, your future husband? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will share, I I mean, I went to a psychic and it was, and that's all I'm going to say. It was she had a good reading. Oh. Yeah. Oh. If you go back to episode, I don't remember which episode it is, but it's our one with Carla. You can uh, connect the dots. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, enough about me. Uh, so, Janet, are you talking to anyone? Let's just go right to the point. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let's get right to the point. Um, I've been on two dates since our last catch up around dating. Uh, the first one, I mean, I would say they both were pleasant dates. They both were good. Um, the first one was a pre-dinner drink and I kind of learned a lesson here because I, I don't know, I'm very like, I deflect to the guy to like plan around things and, um, he, unlike a lot of other dudes on the apps, actually was really proactive about planning. And in fact, he wanted to look up, like, he wanted to make a reservation at a restaurant. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. Like, I was like, oh, we're doing drinks, not dinner. I actually suggested an alternative restaurant and it's because my friend and I, our friend Hemi had taken me there and they're really Mm. cute just for drinks, like happy hour drinks. So in my mind, even though he texted throughout the week like, hey, okay, cool, I made a reservation for us. I was thinking, oh, like we'll go and we can sit at the bar. I don't know why I didn't think about, no, he made a reservation for a table to have like a proper dinner. And this is like the first time we're ever meeting. And so it was a little awkward, like we sat down and it was a bigger table too like for four people and it's just the two of us and we sat down and I, we kind of when the waiter was seating us I was doing one of those like oh do you want to just sit at the bar and then he's like oh but I got this table I was like oh and so we sit down and then there was a little bit of this like like oh um do you want to because like in my mind I'm like I don't want to commit to a full meal with this dude right like I don't if I order then I'm like trapped um. here so that's why I want to do only drinks so that I can dip if it's not you know um, but then we sat down at the table and I was like, fuck. And then there's, they gave us like dinner menus. And I was like, why don't we just start with drinks? And then, and he was like deferring to me. So then he's like, okay. And then so I kind of, and I felt really awkward because I could tell the waiter was looking at us like you guys are at a dinner table and you're just going to order wine. Um, but either way, we we did we did each have a glass of wine. Um, I tried orange wine for the first time, which is something I wanted to do. Um, but um, 
I also like he was very pleasant, but unfortunately during the date I w- was not feeling a hundred percent. This was after we had like a, a pretty intense day for EBG where we recorded a guest episode, and so I had a full day and I scheduled a date with him in the evening. So I was sitting there and I was actually feeling kind of like nauseous and not really well. And I also didn't want to commit to eating like a dinner there because then I was like, then I'm going to be trapped there for longer. (laughs) So I'm there like trying to sip on my wine and like not feeling really great, but like trying to be polite and and listen to him. Um, And he's nice. But once again, it was like he was kind of reserved. And I think because I am reserved, it felt like it was just kind of like Mm -hmm. we were both like dragging our feet a little bit. And I made the comment to you ladies, um, on text, I'm like, it feels like it might be the quote-unquote same side of the battery. Like, we might be too similar. No one's going to drive it. Um, and at the end of the night, it was like, oh, so we should do this again. And I said, yeah. And I, I genuinely meant it. Like, I enjoyed the date. And even though I felt like we were really similar, he was interesting. And the stuff that he's interested in, I think I'm interested in. Um, but uh, I ended up, when he ended up scheduling that follow-up date, I wasn't feeling well. And I Canceled, um, and then he just never followed up. So it was one of those like I was willing and was kind of lukewarm. Uh, mm. The second date I actually had the uh, I think it was the same weekend. No, 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 this was during the week with him, and then it was that weekend, only a couple days later. And this is a guy that I actually have con- connected on with other apps in the past, and we kind of just dropped the combo, and so we connected again. And this, and he's actually based in San Francisco. So it was already kind of like, wait, why are, you know. But when we connected this time, he was in L.A. And he said, oh, I'm actually from L.A. And I'm planning to move back down. I'm here just for the weekend to look at apartments. So I have a stacked schedule. But hey, by chance, are you free to grab coffee tomorrow? And actually, his first time slot, I didn't work for me. I had a pretty packed weekend, too. And then it was kind of eyes at last ditch, like, hey, but I'm open this time. The next, I was like, I'm open Sunday or some other time. He's like, oh, I'm leaving Sunday, but if you're down to get up early, we could do an early coffee. And I was like, sure. And even as I got up that morning, like, I'm still not an early bird, especially on the weekends. I got up around eight and I was like, oh, should I cancel? I'd feel like such a jerk, but like, I don't really mm-hmm. feel like going and like socializing with someone right now. But when I showed up, it ended up being really, really good. We spent like two and a half hours talking over one coffee, completely sober, mind you, because <laughs> most dates now, you know, you feel like you're like going and grabbing drinks. No, no liquid courage. And we connected really well. And we both left it. I was kind of like, wow, it's really good. He's like, OK, well, I got to drive back to SF now, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of like, OK, well, where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, and then so it kind of like sucked in that respect. But then he ended up mm-hmm. giving me a phone call that week and we talked for another two hours and it mm-hmm. was really good. Um, and we continued to text for a couple days and um, it led up to a couple of uh, like very few weeks and over 4th of July weekend I was originally planning to go up to SF to visit my friend Kristen and that trip got canceled last minute so I originally was going to go up there and see if he wanted to hang out and it didn't happen and slowly our messages kind of stopped and he is going through some personal stuff right now so I just have not reached out and so now I'm kind of like okay I don't know if he's even coming down to LA anymore I don't but if he's not going to pursue I don't want to push it so I'm back to square zero Uh, and I'm on the apps and I'm talking to people but you know yeah so things are happening just nothing nothing super significant yet (laughs) so when he came down to look at an apartment right did he Mm. was that apartment anything no um I think he had decided on the neighborhood that he wants uh. to be in. So, and he do, he was looking specifically at buildings, but I don't. He hadn't like signed anything. Um, so, okay. yeah. Send me a picture. I want to see. I want to see who you're talking about. Okay. 
I will. I saw a photo and I will say that, yeah, <laughs> I could potentially see it for Janet. Um, I do want to share real quick and then I can hear Helen's input. But Jay, have you ever told Helen your, your the reading you had about when you get married? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We shared the, um, so I went to the same Carla, our ABG psychic. <laughs> um, I did a solo session with her uh, in March and she had said that she saw, she envisioned that at my wedding Helen's son would be um about two years old so so wait I thought you're gonna say he's gonna be the flower boy or the the (laughs) and I was already like he can be yeah yeah but I guess that gives us a timeline because your baby is now um almost six months six Six months. months yeah yeah so by the end of this year, he'll be one. But then it, he could also be, Mel made a good point, he could be like two, almost three. So mm. hopefully within, I guess then that gives me like about a year or two yeah. or so. Um, I Sorry, was, did she say specifically my baby? Or yeah. just yeah, a yeah. baby? She said my baby at first. Yeah, at like, first. No, no, no. And, and she, <laughs> we hadn't told her that you, um, oh. you know, because uh, the last time that she had a combo with you was during our group reading. And that was like 2020, I want to say. Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, yeah. So, but she said, oh, who has the baby, Mel? And I was like, oh, no, Helen. She's like, oh, yes, Helen. Or she's like, okay. So it's, I just see, I see one of your girls, like the baby as being around like two years old at your wedding. And so, um, and I will have to say though, like in terms of mindset, where I am in dating and my like, my um, uh, motivation or just like my, I just have a more positive attitude than I did the last time we talked about dating. So I don't want to jinx anything or whatever, but I feel like hopefully at least I'm going to meet at least one more person that uh, before the end of the year and whether that person turns out to be my person or not, I don't know, but I'm hoping that at least I will find someone to kind of talk to more before the end of the year. So yeah. <laughs> I hope Helen's excited because I wonder if Helen still are like, great, can you, can't wait to triple date eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be, that'd be interesting. That'd be, mm. <laughs> Hey mm. Mel, we could double date now. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Meet the bosses. Boss <laughs> level. I don't think that should be our first meeting then. <laughs> All right. Dating aside, um, let's reflect on looking back at this whole year. Is there anything that has taken you by surprise? For me, honestly, I just feel like I'm feeling – I'm surprised that I'm feeling more adventurous and wanting to go outside my comfort zone a bit more, like AKA my Costa Rica trip. That's pretty much it. I guess taken by surprise. Yes, not really, but I'm dating someone. Yeah. That's not it. The end. Ooh, you, you just said it. You just said I'm so dating casually. someone. <laughs> You're like, dog. Yeah, I don't, to, I, don't to, I don't know how to date myself in that one. <laughs> um, I would say for me, I don't feel like anything has taken me by surprise. I don't know. I um, That Mel is dating someone. <laughs> It did kind of feel like it came out of left field, huh? It came out very suddenly. It kind of happened. Yeah. How about for you, Jay? On my end, um, 2022, I I actually, I had anticipated 2020 being a hard year. Um, and I think we talked about how like in Chinese culture, they say the year of your sign is like really significant. So last year was challenging and I um, foresaw that. This year, I didn't foresee it being challenging. And I have to say, if I'm completely honest, it's turned out to be one of the hardest years um, in the last like five to seven years of my life. And that's because being 
a woman in your late 30s and not having a partner or even a man, I think, honestly, can be incredibly isolating. Um, In your late 30s is a time in your life where a lot of your friends and your peers are starting families. And that is such a big focus of their personal lives. So it just feels when you don't have that or if it's if your life is in a different place, it can feel really, really jarring in a way that it hasn't in other periods of my life. Um, So I guess for me, I did not anticipate like it being so hard. And um, I also didn't anticipate that even though I can't control finding a partner, I thought, well, at least I can focus on other aspects of my life. I thought I would be better at compartmentalizing and I didn't realize that it was going to be so, so hard that I like it is really hard actually for me to look outside of this part of my life and feel motivated and want to set goals for other aspects of my life. So um, that was something that, yeah, I didn't quite anticipate. But you know what? Hard things happen so that you can learn and grow from them. So Mm. here we go. (laughs) Well, is there anything new you'd like to try or experience before this year is over, Helen? Hmm. Um, Off the top of my head, I just bought this new beach tent. That is massive. It's like a four to six person beach tent. Um, And I just bought a swimsuit for my little baby boy. So um, I am so excited to see him interact with water outside of the bathtub. Um, And also he's going to be turning one by the end of this year. So I'm excited to see him potentially walk and crawl. And there's just going to be so much that happens from a developmental point of view. And I just want to cherish all of it. So that's what I'm most excited for this year. Aw. I'm excited for that too. (laughs) I know. Can we we be there actually for the water thing? I would love to be there. We are thinking we might go to downtown, uh, our downtown condo (gasps) once the people we are airbnb being out our place right now we are airbnb hosts <laughs> so we're doing that right now and then once they're out i think we're gonna go and visit the pool and and bring them in there so oh my God. yes yes Answers, yes i'll let you know when we go team pool party yeah yeah so cute oh my god I'm so <laughs> Sorry. same swimmer oh yeah, yeah. Mel, mel's gonna teach him how to swim <laughs> he'll be the lifeguard oh uh, i could try <laughs> other than that excitement what are what else are you excited for jay <laughs> I actually have been um, watching more dance videos recently and really missing it. And um, I have been itching now that I'm further out in the east side, I'm closer to some dance studios. I think I want to make it a goal before the end of the year to start uh, to go to a couple dance classes. So that's one of my big things. The other thing is I usually don't plan anything for my birthday because I don't like celebrating it. But this year... Or not that I don't like celebrating. I don't really love planning and I don't really love social gatherings. I tend to just do small, like just meals with people, right? But um, this year, I thought it might be cool if um, I was able to share a sound bath experience with the good people in my life. So um, I don't know if I'm able to make this happen, but I think I'm going to look for someone who can do sound baths and either find a studio space or on the beach and gather my friends together and treat them to a sound bath. So we'll see if that happens, hopefully. <laughs> I would love to see some of our friends do the sound bath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, you just have to sit there. And then hopefully there are ones I've seen where they give you um, mats or if you just bring your own yoga mat, you sit there and then you kind of almost like take a nap and then someone plays and it's just like a relaxing experience. So that sounds cool. <laughs> I'm down for all of that. Uh, mine, honestly, I, I couldn't really find like a really good answer for this. So I'm like still trying to figure it out. Uh, I think for me, I want to surf again. I want to eventually travel to Asia with my family end of the year um, and see my grandpa. It's been a couple of years. Um, and 
I don't know. I'm still figuring this one out, but I don't know. Like, see Usher in Vegas. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of his, like, memes on Twitter, and I watched his um, Tiny Desk performance. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch, watch this. Yeah. So funny. And Usher's just such a phenomenal performer, and I like a lot of his songs, so I'm just like, you know, I think it's time to see Usher. He's probably That's one of the it. best performers that I've seen multiple times and every time I'm just like blown away because he's so amazing I feel like also his voice sounded like it was better than it has ever been on that oh, Tiny Desk yeah. concert it was so good so smooth so mm, juicy <laughs> and lastly for this mid-year check-in we want to talk about ABG just we're really excited about what the rest of this year will bring for us as you may or may not know we are now published authors hello our children's book lucky cat which was illustrated by the talented Eunice chen will release on september 6th but you can purchase it now pre-order amazon barnes and noble check out our website and find other links where we can purchase as well yes we are so excited for readers to get their hands on this special story Lucky Cat is about an immigrant family building their restaurant in America and their daughter, June, who discovers a magical cat sculpture that comes to life. And like Helen said, you can pre-order it on our website. I think it's also in our uh, link tree in on IG. Also, by the time this episode is aired, we'll already have done this, but I'm excited to do our first meetup in Toronto. It's yeah. Toronto. No T at the end. It's what I've learned. It's not Toronto. Anyway, I am excited to finally meet more of you out there. One of the biggest downsides of COVID is that we have haven't been able to meet and interact with any of you out there. And that's a big part of why we love doing what we do. Um, so we want to meet you all, hear your stories, and hopefully we will be planning something in Los Angeles soon. So for anyone living in LA, look out for that. Well, thank you for joining us for this mid-year review. We hope that some of the questions we've asked each other today provide a helpful foundation should you decide to have your own mid-year reflection. Or at the very least, we hope that you've been inspired to take that trip or try that new experience you're curious about. The further we get into this life, we realize that it's an adventure, and while it's not always rainbows and butterflies, we can at least try and have fun. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian Boss Girl. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye! Bye.